podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and today in the studio I'm joined by Lawrence Conley. Uh, we were watching their Celtic versus Hearts, another league encounter. Lawrence Conley, uh, big predictions at the beginning of the game ranging from four to six, nothing. Some of those predictions were actually coming in from Hearts fans. It wasn't to be, it was it was a goal each half. It was uh, a little bit uh, of a, a kind of uh, difficult second half to create chances Hearts were breaking up play um, first 15-20 minutes they seemed to have more of the play but we got the goal in the end and that was after Hearts had gone down to nine men um, what did you make of that as a whole uh, that 90 minutes I know we were playing a, a Hearts side that started certainly with seven changes in their side they've got the uh, Europa League qualifier uh, to look ahead to but we're not concerned with that we're just concerned with what Ange and the team are doing I don't think we ever get out of first gear. I don't think, even in the second half, when it was only 1 0, you know, Hatati was trying to drive it on a bit. Was there enough players really trying to drive it on and make things happen? It was comfortable enough. Uh, hearts had that we spell at the beginning of the second half. They definitely quite a few corners. The ref was letting, although they ended up with two players off, you know, he could have had his cards out quicker. Yeah, he could have. I don't think you can complain with either sending off. Certainly the boy Cochrane there were a few cynical fouls that he didn't get yellow carded for, so you know, it was no surprise him picking up his second yellow. Listen, at the end of the day it's three points, we're top of the league. You that's all that mattered at kickoff. You know, Paul McLean on. top of the league. Um th- this is the thing though, Lawrence, because we watch a performance like that. It was far from a vintage Celtic performance. We know how Ange Postacoglu's teams can play. Um, so we need to dissect it. That's what we do after the game. And we will look at some of the, the positives and we will see if there are any negatives. But I'm going to bring up something that could be deemed a negative from Stephen Sloan. Aaron Moy is just James McCarthy with a skinhead. He's nowhere near Celtic quality and can't handle the fast-flowing game he play. I actually thought Moy played pretty well when he came on. Um, I think the player that we've signed obviously was on the back of us losing uh, near Beaton and Tommy Rogic. Um, interestingly enough, you know, 
that kind of experience last season was was crucial to Celtic. I think it was crucial to our season to have a player like Rogic in his squad and Beaton. I mean, Abada spoke about Beaton and the influence that he had on him. Lawrence, you know, coming over here as a 19-year-old, settling into a new style of football, but also a new culture within Scotland. Um, and I thought they were absolutely crucial last season. It raised a few eyebrows when both of them were le- allowed to leave. And of course, there's been a lot said about Rogic not finding a new club. Meanwhile, uh, Beaton has found a new club and has already been sent off for his new club. And we bring in Moy. And I was looking at him and I've spoken to um, Celtic Down Unders contributors about the type of player that he is. And he does have the defensive qualities, which I think we've seen today, and the offensive ones, which I don't think we've seen yet. But he's far more well-known and renowned for his offensive play. We've just not seen it yet. But I'm not not about to write him off yet, Lawrence. What do you make of that comment from Stephen, who's a regular contributor to these these, uh, post-match streams? There was a few players that set the the header on fire today, but I thought it was solid. You know, he's still got up to to speed. hasn't played a lot of football. You know, was he the the player that was the the worst performance Celtic playing the part today? I I wouldn't have said so. I thought it was solid enough. One is 50-50s. Distribution was decent enough. You know, he's still getting up to speed. He doesn't have a full pre-season under him. Yeah. For some reason, I, I just thought that the, the team lacked a wee bit of impetus today, and you know, Hatati tried to give us it. Not too sure how many others did. We were looking at the subs, and we thought O'Reilly would come off. Uh, I don't think it's been his best game, but I thought maybe drop Kyogo back, keep him and Yakimakis on the park, mm. and, and just give them something different to look at. The subs were, I don't know, is it very samey? That's the kind of changes we make at that that stage. Does that make them predictable and easy to play against? I don't know. Saying that, you know, Hart's tackling fair, you know, disrupted a few of the moves, just collecting his late or pushing players over. It was a comfortable enough afternoon. It just we should have taken a chance. He shouldn't have. You know, it was comfortable, Lawrence. We weren't clinical. I wasn't, I wasn't biting my nails at any point because Hearts were putting us under intense pressure and were hanging on. At no point did I feel that we were going to do anything other than win that game. You know that I never ever had that that belief, and and by the way, you can't say yeah, but if we're playing better opposition, because you raise your game within the game if if you're playing better opposition, and we've done enough to win the game, as your t-shirt rightly says, Glasgow's green and white, we're sitting top of the league, and I think though it is right. I mean, there's a couple of points you've made that we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about the performance of O'Reilly, not just today, but you know up to this point, we're going to be talking about maybe the performance of David Turnbull as he, you know, trudged off the park, having been substituted, not looking too chuffed with himself. I just think to myself, well, you, you had to come off. Um, so what what does the rest of the viewers think about Stephen's comments about Moy? I thought, personally, and it's sorry to disagree, uh, on the channel and on the stream, I thought he played his part. I think he played his part. You know, he, he came in, he shored it up, and I do think once he gets up to speed and the, and the fitness is back there, Lawrence will see a lot more of him. What he certainly has done is he's pushed James McCarthy down the pecking order when it comes to um, the selection. You, you don't see McCarthy on the on the bench. Uh, and when Idiguchi comes back in, another player, of course, that, that Ange Postacoglu brought to the club, um, McCarthy might even be further down the pecking order. But I thought, I did think that Moy played okay. I, I, he certainly wasn't one that stood out for me. I was more concerned with the performances of the two I've mentioned, Turnbull and O'Reilly. I didn't think they created enough. I know Turnbull, you know, had the secondary assist for the opening goal, yep. 
but I'm talking over the over the piece. I don't think he did enough. I, th- I thought he had a couple of decent balls. Tina stamping the ankle that you know probably made it. You, you know when we saw the replay, I thought that could be more than a yellow. You know the boys went in and they stamping his ankle. He's went in late. Riley's will we be generous and say it's a slow t- start to the season for him. He's not looked to play the last season. And you can maybe see why we're looking for another attacking midfielder. Maybe Moy's going to give us that. You know, let's Callum play further forward once Moy's up, up to speed. Mm. Who knows? But yeah, I'd say O'Reilly's he's definitely had a slow t- start to the season. But the team as, as a whole, I would say, played in first gear today. I don't think yeah. Hearts. You know, I think if Hearts had scored, we could have stepped up a few years. The worrying thing is that other than Hitati, who was really trying to get us out of first gear? Who was trying to push it on and? And make things happen. I don't think there's too many in the team that we, we could say we're doing that. No, that's right. Michael Ross comes in. I don't think Andrew will be totally happy. We said that at half time, Lawrence. Right. I, I don't think he would have been happy at half time. And then Hearts went in probably within the, the ten minutes of the, the, the you know the second half and had their best spell. So he would have been even less happy, which is probably why Ange made the substitutions a wee bit quicker than he normally does. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you, Michael. I don't think he would have been that happy. Barry McCluskey, welcome back to the show, Barry. We had a free punch at Hearts today. All they got was a wee slap on the face. Three points nonetheless. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling as well. Um, you know, you kind of thought with all the changes that Hearts had made um, that we could have put them to the sword. We won 2-0, you know, and I think it, it was a com- comfortable victory. Um, Boheed Bob comes back in. Um, I don't know if, you know, somebody calls you Boheed Bob or you're calling yourself a Boheed. 2 nothing could easily have been 6. Hearts played better in the second half but did nothing to hurt us against the third best team in the league by some way. Cannot really complain. That's that's where we are. The Hearts are the third best team in this league, Lawrence, and we haven't seen enough, I don't think, from the likes of Hibs or, or Aberdeen or even Motherwell to suggest that Hearts won't finish third this season. Yet, like you say, we weren't in, in top gear and if they gave us more of a challenge, I think we could have stepped up as well. So I think Boheed Bob's right. It could, on another day, have been three or four, certainly. The, the um, keeper had some cracking saves. A couple mm. of cracking saves, didn't you? Were like, so, listen, it was a really comfortable afternoon. You know, it would just if it had been a wee bit more exciting, a wee bit more impetus from the Celtic team would have been better, a few more goals. But it's, it was comfortable. Clean sheet. We're top of the league. We're two points clear. What's not to like? No, exactly. And I don't want this to turn into a, a kind of moaning post-match bulletin, Lawrence, because obviously that comes back to haunt us on the, the comment section as well. We're not being negative. It wasn't a vintage performance. Nihilist Jack, we've got to be balanced as well, Lawrence, but if there's something to criticise, we will. Listen to this. Hatati has gone from having the worst hair to the best hair. Well, I don't know about that. Hopefully the new slick look, red boots, I know, will help him kick on to another great season, pun intended. Well, I, I would, wasn't looking at his hair or his boots. I was looking at his, his physical appearance, and I think that he's definitely um, been kind of like lean, uh, leaned up, if that's the right term. He's looking a wee bit more streamlined, Lawrence. He looks a, a completely different beast from the player that we saw last season. And actually, I think when he came on, he made a, a big impression on the game. Yeah, definitely. You know, he, he was chasing the ball, Try to pressure them. It's great to have him back. You know, two games, the first two games, we get players injured. We had enough injury problems last season, so he had a crack in pre season. Expecting big things from Hatati. Uh, you know, Callum's made one of the three midfield spaces he's on. The other two, I think they're definitely up for grabs on. You know, I think Hatati's probably 
as close to anyone and saying, right, I'm taking the second one and, and it leaves the third one to, to fight over. Well, that's interesting that you've said that. I'm going to bring up a, a point that came up a wee bit earlier. Pinball um, came in to say, with Moy being a far better six than McGregor and Tati being at her best eight, would you play Carlos O'Reilly as a third midfielder? Um, it's an interesting one because I look at the third midfielder as being a 10 and I don't think Carlos McGregor's a 10. And, uh, you know, I, I think the argument would be whether or not Moy is the best number six at the club. I think he's done pretty well. Um, I don't agree with the, the previous commenter, Stephen, who doesn't rate him. Um, but that's just my opinion, and opinion seems divided. So Neil Reid comes in, he's not convinced by Moy either. Um, although Pinball comes in and thinks that it was the best that he has done. Thought he did pretty well today. Uh, Tony Davrin, Moy looked good again. What do you make of Moy's performances so far? Bearing in mind, he's not 100% uh, in terms of his pre-season, etc. He's just trying to get up to that stage, up to that intensity. Um, love Gigi coming on and getting a goal, David Crines. Let's talk about Yakamakis then. So before the game, Lawrence, um, you, you predict your team. You predict your team on social media and uh, you get a wee bit of flack and feedback and all that, but that's okay. And one of the, the main points was that Yakamakis sure started today. Uh, I don't think, you know, Kyogo has done enough to get dropped. I also don't think he's been firing on all cylinders yet. I think we've got, you know, better to see from Kyogo. I also think the same, and we'll come back to him, with O'Reilly. I don't think O'Reilly's got started yet this season. Anyway, Yakimakis starts off on the bench, comes on, scores his obligatory goal. Uh, he's probably, I'd need to check the stats, but in terms of goals and starts, he's probably got a particularly good ratio now, Lawrence, because he's scored quite a few goals off the bench. Um, he's come on, he does provide you with something different, doesn't he? Yeah, listen, he was unlucky not he got on the end of a cross. I thought he could maybe get the, on the end of it. I think it was maybe Maurice Jens. Looked as if he was going to get the header. He missed it. Comes to Yakimakis and, and just doesn't, you know, just fails to connect with it. But he's definitely a handful in the box for the opposition. Yeah. He's going to score goals for us. Yeah. He gets a goal, but... Yeah, he's a decent option to have to come on, isn't it? You know, it's kind of going, who's the best Kyogre Yakimakis? I don't think either of them. In fact, I don't think the team's hit the heights of last season so far. I think it's been a really slow start. And we're top of the league with a couple of points clear. Another clean sheet. But you can see why Ange isn't going to be happy. He's going to be going, well, where's the intensity? Where's the press? Yeah. Where's the, we don't stop? Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like that today. The team, most of the games I don't think have got a first gear so far. But... And that, that's, that's, a prospect. that's a frightening prospect, Lawrence. Well, you're hitting top of the league and you're not in a first gear. Yeah. You know, you're too clear. You're keeping clean sheets. You know, it, it, there's a lot more to come from this team. Yeah. And we shouldn't really complain because you think about the slow start we made to last season, different circumstances, obviously. But we're in a much better position than we were last season. Well, that intensity, well, that return when we're playing... The, the two games regularly every week, Lawrence, is it the fact that we've got, a, you know, we cry out for, for uh, breaks throughout the season, but it does feel as though we're playing a lot less football at the minute. Aye, uh, I think it'll come in a first big challenge, you know. I think we've not been challenged so far this season. I, I, I think sometimes that competition kicks players on and just wakens them up in the park. Mm. It's all, all been very comfortable so far. And I think maybe that's why the kind of impetus isn't there because it's I mean it was really easy today let's be honest you know it's 2-0 it's going on 6 did we ever really think we are in danger of dropping points today against the third best no. team no, no no it was really comfortable 
Yeah, because our finishing could have been better. We could have been more impetus, but you know, we're two points clear top of the league and the, the team's in cruise control at the moment. No, you're right. I'm going to bring in uh, as many comments as we possibly can. It's always uh, a good way to get people involved after a game. Um, we've all got different views on it, haven't we? You've, you've already seen some of the views on Moy, two different ends of the, the scale, Lawrence. And that that's what this is all about, a wee bit of debate. Let's uh, disagree and, and um, explain why you think that he is or isn't the man for the job. Scott Howe comes in. Uh, referee was good, the linesmen were awful, Celtic a bit wasteful with passes and chances, GG icing on the cake, most important thing, three points. Absolutely, and we don't um, you know, we don't miss the fact that that's the most important thing, the fact that we're sitting top of the league. It was a slog last season to get there, um, and once we got it, we didn't relinquish it, but we're there already. Um, Dermot, Celtic, Rabito, good win, they are ranked third. How many goals will Kugo and GG score this season? 40? I wouldn't bet against it. It's got to be 40 between them at least. I wouldn't is he talking 40 it. each? I, I mean, I'd, I'd be looking for 50 between them. You know, I said that last season. Uh, we're used to having a, you know, some pivot who, who can score 30, 40. We've even seen 50 plus goals in a season with Larson. You know, um, but players like Gary Hooper would score 30 plus. Scott McDonald would score that kind of level. And then you had, you know, Griffiths who could score 30 or 40 goals a season. Last season, we didn't really have that. We didn't. The goals were spread across the team. And if you've got two guys like Kyogo and, and Yakamakas, and hopefully a third, you know, when we bring in another striker, which I think we will, um, hopefully we will, and if we don't, I, I think it'll be down to a Yeti not moving, then you do average out 20 to 25 goals a season. Because it's great to have one guy scoring 30, 40, 50 goals, Lawrence, but there's also sometimes a reliance on that one individual and if he you know, has a bit of a dip in form or if he's injured or suspended, you don't have the goals. But I, I think we've got a much better spread of goals in this team. But if you look back last season, I think you know, Kyogre had his injury problems. Yakimakis joined late. You know, wasn't without injury problems. I think both of them would have hit 25 goals if they'd mm. been on, you know, and got through the season injury-free. So we've got two strikers that are going to score at that level. The midfield seems to be scoring. We've got, we've got defenders who can score. Yeah, so we've got a good spread throughout the team. Uh, there's not really too much to complain about. I mean, it, would pedestrian describe it today? It was really, really comfortable yeah. against Hearts. You know, it's 2-0, third best team in the league. It's an easy 2-0 win for us. It was. It was a comfortable 2-0 win. There's no doubt about it. And people can put away assets at the bottom and say, die, but you know, seven players were... I don't care. We, we need to play whoever's on the park. And some of the players that came in for Hearts played particularly well. David Crines, Moy, does look a player, great control when he came on. So it just shows you again, Lawrence, the difference in, in opinion that you have in a player. Uh, I've got to say... When he came in, I didn't criticise the signing. I could see the merit in bringing in a guy who was a free agent, who uh, Ange knew really well, having worked with him previously. I, I don't see an issue with it. I didn't have an issue with it. I didn't see it as being a backward step or, a, or lacking ambition. You can't. Every player you bring in isn't going to be a marquee signing, Lawrence. It's not going to be a six or a seven million well, pound player. But, but, but you're talking about six or seven million pound player. It would have been a five or six million player if he hadn't been out of contract. You know, it was uh, Peter Scarf Linwood. Club with us with Chris Sutton night and big Chris talk about us. The guy's a five, six million pound player we got for free. You know, look at the experience he's bringing. He's tidy on the ball, his ball retention looks good. Mm -hmm. It gives us the option of pushing Callum further forward or give, giving Callum a break. He's looked decent for us and he's still to get up to speed. Yeah. So I think he's a a good squad player to have. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting that there's a lot of focus on Moy today because, you know, when he came in, I just thought oh, he's played pretty well, but there does seem to be a big focus on his performance today, Lawrence, in the comments here. Listen, I, I don't think it was any worse than anyone else. I think it was, better, it, it was better than some. I, I would, he's got mitigating circumstances yeah. that he needs to get up, up to up to speed. I'd rather focus on the performance and performances of, of O'Reilly, for example. I don't think O'Reilly's hit the heights that we got uh, kind of accustomed to last season. Jim App, don't underestimate Bulldog Moy. Won all his 50-50 today and controlled the pace beautifully towards the end of the game. And don't get me wrong, I'm not writing off O'Reilly. I'm just saying I don't think he's hit the heights. I mean, if there was a player who was going to be dropping out uh, for the next game, it might have been him, in my opinion, or um, oh. you know David Turnbull, perhaps. Uh, although he was involved in the first goal, like I said, I just think that well, really seems to to fade a little bit. Last season, he had Tommy Rogic or O'Reilly wasn't it? That was a choice. Yeah. What's your choice for that position just now? Well, I don't know if if Turnbull is um, adequate as a six or an eight. So I, I think the the number ten should be a race between O'Reilly and Turnbull. I think that that should be the argument. Well, I don't think he's under enough pressure. He had a lot of pressure from Roger, but the fact that we don't really know who's put him under pressure for mm. his position, maybe that's having an effect. And maybe that's why we're looking at an yeah. attacking midfielder just now. Absolutely. You know, I think we could definitely do it. Adding one, maybe somebody that can hit three kicks now that we can score from corners would be a useful addition. That would be nice to get a free kick. When was the last one? Jungle Lion. Uh, champions play great five to six games a season, play poor three to four times in a season and grind out results for the rest like today. Absolutely. Clean sheet. No injuries that I'm aware of. No sending offs. Nothing like that. So we come through. Tony Daverin, Gigi should be the number one striker. This is a conversation that comes up time and time again, Lawrence. Is there such a thing in an Ange team? Because it, it looks to me as though we approach a game depending on, obviously, the, the, the circumstances that are in front of you. Do we have a number one striker? You know, because if if in the next game, uh, Yakimakis starts, I wouldn't even look at that as Kyogo getting dropped. I just think we're playing we're playing the best team for that particular match. I think Ange totally plays it as a squad. I've said it a number of times, you know, you expect five out the front six to change during the game. So I don't think we have a, a number one. I think we could do with a third striker and then it maybe allows to experiment getting Kyogo and Yakamakis both on the park at the same time. I actually thought that might have been something we'd have tried today. Drop, you know, when O'Reilly was going off to drop Kyogo back there. But I think probably we'll need a third striker in before it before it's the transfer window slams shut. But yeah, Yakamakis would have start him over Kyogo. Maybe, but you know, Kyogo was going to come on in the second half, but you know, run about the sixty minute mark. Then they're both scoring goals. Yeah, you know, he seems to be doing all right if he's got two strikers both scoring goals, and we've not heard anything negative come out in the press from either of them complaining about you know not starting or about the number of minutes they're getting. So he seems to be managing them well, and I, I think they will both hit twenty five goals this season if they keep this up. Brilliant if they do. Um, let's, when was the last time Celtic had two strikers hitting twenty five goals in a season? Stokes, Stokes and Griffiths maybe one of the Statos might want to check that out for us um, yeah let's get some more comments in on it Moy seems to be a big talking point Paul Rees comes in to say he needs minutes on the pitch he's easily good enough I agree with you Paul um, plenty on here don't unfortunately Stevie Boy uh, let's talk about Hitati positives he is looking sharp he definitely is and William McLean Hitati is classy tries things that others don't exactly what we need to break teams down I think when Hitati came on Lawrence there was one moment it didn't quite come off where he played a cross field pass I think to Abada yep. and it completely 
opened the game up. Had Abada been able to collect that pass, we were on for a for a great chance. But we weren't doing enough of that until Atati came on. Listen, he was definitely trying things. He was driving the team forward. He was closing players down. I tipped him in pre-season for player of the season. I think he's a cracking player. I think he does see things other people don't. I mean, Alan Morrison for Celtic the numbers says, like, his stats aren't amazing, but his special moments that he gets, you know, he just does special things, happen quite regularly. And I think, yeah, it's great to have him back. He wasn't out long-term injured. I think he'll be back, back in the starting lineup. You know, next time we play. Interesting comments coming in, and uh, we try and give everybody a, a platform to share those comments. So, Danielle's coming in. Welcome back to the show, and you're a regular contributor. Can we please remember O'Reilly's age and how long he's actually been at Celtic? He's been here seven months and he's 21. Give him time, he will come great. Turnbull's been here longer and not the promise of Matt. As I say, I'm not writing him off. I do rate Matt O'Reilly highly. I think that, you know, he was one of the best bits of business we've done since Andrew's come in. I think that the fact that there's been interest, apparently, from Leicester City, Lawrence, um, is no surprise to me. And uh, Andrew actually spoke about it, didn't he? He says, well, you know, if we're getting interest from the English Premiership, it's because our players are doing well. It's because Celtic are doing well. So he welcomes it. I mean, imagine having players and getting no interest in them. <laughs> you know, what would that say? It'd oh, that, that reminds me, actually, of something that happened on Thursday night. But You were there uh, speaking to um, James Allen for Las Vegas, and we were talking about that, that kind of thing where, you know, people give you stick. He says, but the minute they stop giving you stick, that means you're irrelevant. And if you're irrelevant, that's worse. Oh, totally, aye. You know, there's one more... One thing worse than being talked about, not being talked about. But listen, I would agree with Daniel. I think O'Reilly's got, you know, bags more potential than Turnbull. I think he's a better player. I just think he's at a slow start. And part of that might be he's not really got that challenge for his position at the moment. I don't think Turnbull comes close to challenging him as a number 10. Does a tatty come in for Turnbull? And then a oh, yeah, I would say fighting for in. the jersey with, with O'Reilly. Is that the way you see it? I'd say Hattati come in for Turnbull, but I don't think Turnbull comes close to challenging O'Reilly for the... The ten, I think he is Turnbull and O'Reilly. Yes, sorry, Turnbull and Rio for the jersey. O'Reilly, I don't think he's enough challenge for a number ten at the moment. Maybe Kyogo if we get a third striker in, or, or maybe we buy another attacking midfielder. The, the thing is with Turnbull, we know that Ange likes him. He plays him. You know, he played him a hell of a lot. He, he always picked him when he was fit, right up to the League Cup final where he got his injury. But, but in, in fairness, what choice did they have at that point? And I know he, he was the only player that played every minute, but we were threadbare as a squad. I just think O'Reilly's miles ahead of him. I think it's Turnbull or Rio for that position. And who knows when Gucci comes in where he's going to fit in. I think O'Reilly needs somebody to drive him on it. Last season it was Rogic. Listen, we're only a few games into the season. Yeah. You know, there's a and few players that, ha- that, that haven't hit the heights of last season. You know, but they're, still, no doubt doing he's got enough. It in they're there. still doing enough to get the results. Listen, we cruised that today against the third best team. Mm. It was never in doubt. No. We absolutely cruised it. It's... Well, two points clear. I don't think the team's get out of first gear all season. So, well, the few games that we've played. I think once we get a big challenge in a game, whether that's in Europe or domestically, it'll maybe spark the team into life. And I think that's really what they're needing, a bit more competition on the pitch. I think O'Reilly will probably benefit when we bring in another attacking midfielder to give him competition for his place. Because right now, I don't see Turnbull being anywhere near taking off him. There's a comment coming through. I think it might be on the back of uh, a few comments around Ajeti. Uh, Red Scotland says, I think uh, Ajeti and Julian, etc., just need to be cut loose, recoup the wages at least. 
Uh, and following on from that, pinball comes in. Ajeti is the best finisher in our squad, even ahead of GG. The disrespect is disgusting. That's controversial because if he was the best finisher in the squad, he would be in the match day squad. Surely, is, is this a, a Derek Riordan moment? A, a Derek Riordan moment, yeah. Look, look, listen, he done all right. You get, you know, against Betts away. I don't think he's got the the style of player it suits an Ange team though. He's one of the higher wage earners. Mm. I think we'll be. You know, paying somebody that way, you'd really want them to be starting. You want them to be your main man. I think it's probably best for both parties that he gets a loan out there. I'd be bringing somebody that suits suits the style a wee bit better. Chris Julian, yeah, I agree. It's you know he's got a year where years up, well, less than a year with another year's option on his contract. He needs to go out and loan. He needs to get minutes on the park. He's been out for how you know fifteen minutes in what a year and a half or something now. Is it? The, the thing with me with, with a Yeti is, um, on the one hand, I understand what you're saying because I've said this before. Players like a Jetty, it's easy for us to sit here and, and write them off. He's, he's obviously a hugely talented footballer, right? I mean, he proved that uh, when he was with Baal. He's a Swiss internationalist. He got a massive, big money move to West Ham United. Didn't work out. He comes to us, doesn't work out. The move that he made to Celtic... You don't play at that level, Lawrence, if you don't have something. And I'm sure he is a great finisher. But I agree with you. I don't think he fitted um, the the team in, in, in Neil Lennon's final season. He showed a very uh, bit of, you know early promise, didn't he, in the first half a dozen was, games? Was it four goals in five games or something? You know, yeah. he's banging, putting him away for fun. But and listen, last season, the, the first half before he injured away in Europe, he, he looked decent. I just don't think he fits Angie's style of play and. It's maybe best for both parties if you can get a move that to a team that suits them and we can bring in, you know, another player that's going to add to the squad and, and, and I don't think a Jetty does add to it. No. I mean, you look at the two goals, right? The first goal with Kyogo, does a Jetty find that space? There's there's my first question. Does he find that space? I don't think he does. And then you look at the second goal or, or the goals that Yakimakis has been scoring... Does Ajeti score those goals? And the answer is no. So on the one hand, these guys are, are excellent footballers, but... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. Going back to a player that you mentioned earlier, Peter Grant was talking about um, the two boys from Fulham that he worked with, O'Reilly and Jens. And he spoke about players coming to Celtic and his time there. And guys with big profiles and big reputations, Lawrence, who didn't play well enough for Celtic. He says because it's not for everyone to play for a club like Celtic, the size, the expectations, the fact that you've got... I mean, even if you look at West Ham, he's at a club where you're not expected to win every game, right? I know he played in a a good side with Bal, right? And they've done really, really well in Europe, him and El Yunusi. But, you know, you come to Celtic, the expectations levels are through the roof and and you've got to have a certain metal about you to to handle that. And yet he's obviously not got it because he's been here long enough. This is his third season and he's not done it, which means he's not going to do it. And he's done it under, he's played under three different managers now, if you include John Kennedy. So yet he does need to be cut loose. I agree with Red Scotland on that. But the dilemma we now face is you're not going to get anyone to invest in him on a permanent basis unless they then 
try before the buy. So you you want him to go out and loan, and you know if he's away for a year, then obviously his uh, sell on will will actually diminish in one way. But it's the only way you're going to get anyone to to commit to taking him on permanently. Yeah, de- definitely it's a loan move, isn't it? And it's pro- probably best for a yet's career. It's not doing it. He's only twenty five. Aye, he's got to have a, you know ambition there, isn't he? He'll have two two years left and a one year option, potentially three years left in his contract. How many players have Celtic yeah. purchased for five million pound plus in the history of the club? Not many. That's why it's such a, a bony contention when you look at players like Barkas and Ajeti, because we had that investment. We're going to lose a lot of money on them. You know, we're going to lose something probably like seven and a half, eight million quid on these two players alone. Um, so yeah, Red Scotland says get them off the wage bill, but let's let's try and do what's best for the for the business side of it as well. This Barkas got a man in the match. You know, how many people would have predicted that after seeing him play? For Celtic, although his last game against St Johnson wasn't terrible, it's probably not the best thing. You, can, you don't want that to be the best thing you can say about you. You didn't have a terrible game, uh, but it looks if he keeps that up, we'll get some money back for him, and hopefully we can do that with a yeah. Unless he's investing money in the squad, it brings down the wage bill. Hopefully we'll get a third striker in. If we if we move a yeti out before the end of the month, hopefully Lowell Junior's working in that, and Tosh will have a, a couple of strikers for Ange to look at. You know, it freshened things up, wouldn't it? Tosh, first name terms, I love it. Yeah, thank you to everybody who is tuning in today. We've got over a thousand watching live, which is always tremendous on a post-match. Yeah, we've had a wee moan about some of the aspects of that win, but you know what? It was a comfortable win against apparently the third best team in Scotland uh, so we move on we move on to Dundee United tough away game and then another tough one away from home before we come up against Rangers and we'll obviously be covering every single kick of the ball Lawrence before we go is there anything else you want to say? We just want to be clear that's Celtic Celtic reserves then Hearts for the, the best team in Scotland is that how, how they make it third? That That's what the likes of Peter Grant and Tommy Burns used to always say when they were getting interviewed by the shoot or the match or Roy the Rovers you know favourite second team Celtic reserves love it uh, and Lawrence it's no surprise is exactly the same as that thanks everybody as I say over a thousand it's uh, phenomenal figures thanks everybody for getting involved and thank you once again Lawrence Conley for joining me on a Celtic state of mind Phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. 
our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.